Here's another edition of the BayCare Health Systems podcast series, BayCare Health Chat with Melanie Cole. Welcome. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing fad diets. Joining me is Dr. Brian McDaniel. He's a physician in family medicine and obesity medicine at BayCare. Dr. McDaniel, it's a pleasure to have you on. What a great topic. So important because so many people are misled. They see so much in the media and late night TV. Before we head into this great topic, you are obesity medicine board certified. For the listeners, what does that mean? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so obesity medicine is a relatively new subspecialty of medicine that doctors can receive extra training in. And it focuses on treating obesity as well as the complications of obesity. So then let's talk about fad diets. Is there a difference, Dr. McDaniel, between eating healthy and eating to lose weight? Yeah, in a lot of cases there are. Um, And a lot of times you'll see in different ads or in in news articles, what they're really talking about is, um, you know, what we would call fad diets, uh, short-term changes where they advertise at least that you can lose a lot of weight in a short period of time with relatively little effort. Um, And they're usually trying to sell you a book or a product. Um, And in some cases, the the diets are so unbalanced that they can be uh, potentially detrimental to your health because you're cutting out entire food groups. Well, let's clear the air right now. Is there one magic pill, magic book, magic fad diet that will work to make people lose weight? (laughs) <laughs> um, so certainly there, there are salespeople that would have you believe that they figured out the one little trick that no one else has figured out, but it's, it's not backed up by any sort of research or, or medical evidence. Um, so it, it's kind of a personal thing. So everyone has their own kind of culinary cultural backgrounds and tastes and everybody's health is a little bit different. So there's not one perfect diet for everybody. What works for one person is going to be different than what works for somebody else. And the the research is is pretty consistent that there's not one diet that works better than the others. Now, certainly if you kind of cherry pick out one study here or there, some people try to make an argument for, for one over the other. But when we take a step back and look at all of the medical research, there really isn't any convincing evidence that one is better than the other. Well, thank you for that. So let's talk about some examples of fad diets. I mean, we've heard about low carb, no carb, Atkins, you know, the diets that deliver food to your house. There's so many on the market. Tell us a little bit about some examples of the fad diets and why or why not that you think that they hold some merit. So there's an um, endless list of these, these fad diets. There's a new one just about every day. Um, on the extreme end, there's ones where like all you eat is cookies or grapefruit or you only drink juice. Or um, on the lesser extent, you know, there are some, some diets that just try to cut out carbs or fat. Other times they may kind of um, tout the, the effects of so-called superfoods like certain berries or green tea. Um, but for the most part, they they kind of have the same fundamental flaws um, that they, they tend to be very restrictive and tend to be things you can't keep up long term. So let's think about the ones first that people have heard so much about is these no carb ones, the Atkins style, high fat, very high protein. 
and some of these diets, and it amazes me as an exercise physiologist, that some of these diets really tell you that even vegetables, which are carbohydrates like carrots and tomatoes, are not necessarily great for you because of their sugar content. However, carrots and tomatoes are so good for you. Speak about how those things interact and confuse people. Yeah, it's it's very confusing at the very least. You're hearing all these different messages and one day they're telling you, you know, the news is touting that, you know, fat's the enemy and you have to cut out fats and then the next day they're they're on to something new. So it can be very frustrating to patients because, you know, they're not sure what to believe or what, um, you know, what not to believe. And, and there's a lot of mixed messages and there's a lot of biased opinions out there. A lot of the people who are talking on these subjects are trying to at least grab your attention with a news story, if not trying to sell you on something. But yeah, in particular, any, any diet that tells you, you know, like fruits and vegetables aren't, aren't going to be good for you, I would be skeptical of those. And, and anything on the extreme end where you're trying to completely cut out food groups like that, um, I also would not recommend because that's, that's not going to be something that you can keep up long term. And you want to, to hit the different food groups and have a balanced diet to make sure that you're hitting all your, your vitamins and nutrients as well. What does that look like, a balanced diet? So you're saying that carbs are not the enemy, and maybe certain ones are, maybe white products are, or, you know, starchy or obviously very processed, high sugars, you know, foods. Tell us which ones really look like a balanced diet. What should our plate look like? Yeah, so certainly there there are people out there who would have you believe that, you know, sugar is the enemy or fat is the enemy. And I think that's that's overly simplified. Um, on the on the one hand, you know, there's not a particular nutrient that's worse than all the others. And when you try to completely cut out food groups, that, that's A, potentially very unbalanced, not getting you the right nutrients. And B, it's going to be very hard to keep that diet up. So when I'm talking to patients about um, nutrition recommendations, we, we want to focus on more subtle changes, not drastic things where you cut out a whole bunch of stuff or very restrictive diets. We want to more focus on, on subtle changes um, that you can keep up for, for long periods of time and, and really think of it more of a shift in, in your perspective on nutrition that you can hopefully keep up for your lifetime uh, rather than something that you're just going to do for a number of weeks or months. This really needs to be a long-term change. And, you know, I, I try to tell patients that you don't necessarily need to completely cut out whatever is your, your favorite uh, pleasure food. A, a balanced diet can have, you know, the occasional piece of cake at the birthday party and things like that, but it's all in, in moderation. Um, so it's, it's really the, the amounts of those things that can become troubling when they're kind of out of whack. One question I've gotten over the years, Dr. McDaniel, do you want to use to diet, to lose weight, portion control, or bigger portions of foods that are non-damaging, like a big salad versus portion control of a quarter of a hamburger or, you know, a piece of steak and a tiny piece of a baked potato. Are you a portion control person, which takes a lot more willpower or larger amounts of really non-damaging foods? So a little bit of both can, can certainly be helpful. So when you are going to splurge and have like a burger or something, 
Um, having a half of that burger is going to be a big step up from having the full one, certainly. Um, but there's plenty of, of foods out there um, like salads, which are going to fill you up sooner and, and are having lower calorie densities that can make it not as apparent to your, your stomach and your GI system that you are cutting back on calories. So having, having a big salad like that can be an easy way to cut calories, but also not be starving immediately after. How much weight should people try to lose? What is a realistic goal? I know it depends on how much weight they have to lose, but how much weight should you look to weekly, monthly? How can we be realistic? So yeah, setting realistic expectations and goals is really key to success here. Um, And this is where the fad diets often kind of lead people astray. They make you think that you can lose 20, 50, 100 pounds in a couple weeks or something. And uh, that's not realistic or healthy, even if you could really do that. Um, It's important to note that you don't have to be a supermodel or have six-pack abs to be healthy. In most cases, losing just, you know, 5% of your body weight starts to bring your blood pressure down, your cholesterol down, your blood sugars down, can help with things like, you know, joint pains and arthritis. So that's typically where I set patients as their first goal, about 5% of their body weight. And in some cases, you know, we need to set another goal after that and after that if they're on the heavier side. But we want to do things in baby steps and not have some kind of insurmountable number that's uh, going to get people discouraged when they're not making enough progress there. As far as the uh, rate of weight loss, what I uh, recommend is for people to aim to lose about a pound a week. That's um, it's certainly not easy, but it's doable, it's reachable, and it's sustainable over a period of time. And um, when we look at the calories at that, so that a average of about one pound of weight loss uh, per week comes out to roughly speaking about a 500 calorie deficit compared to normal. So if you're stable at your current diet, you, you count how many calories you're eating, and if you cut about 500 off of that per day, Roughly, you'll lose about a pound a week. Are you a fan of journaling, writing down to keep track of what we're eating? Because it it can be very easy to mindlessly put food in our mouth and then not realize how many calories we've built up during the day. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's some good evidence to show that people who track things like their food intake and um, their weight have a little bit better, better weight loss success there. Um, So there's a number of different apps out there, printed hard copy journals where you can track your weight and track all your calories. And I think that can be really helpful. And when we really take the time to kind of count up the amount of things we're eating or the weight of things we're eating, it very often surprises us. So it's it's good to get some, um, you know, hard numbers on what we're putting into our bodies and it usually makes makes us think a little bit more about uh, what we're going to reach for from the fridge. As we wrap up, Dr. McDaniel, what sort of treatments are available from obesity medicine providers at BayCare? Speak about, you know, just give a broad overview of whether it's medically supervised or bariatrics or exercise programs. Just give us a broad overview. Um, so there are a number of treatment modalities available. Uh, In some cases, all patients will need is to discuss different uh, dietary and exercise changes. Um, Other times, patients may want to consider a variety of medications that are available or even surgery. 
in which case uh, obesity medicine providers or uh, bariatric providers within BayCare would be able to help those patients out. Well, thank you so much. It's really great information and just so important. Thank you for clearing up some information on fad diets for us today. That concludes this episode of BayCare Health Chat. To learn more about BayCare's primary care services, please visit our website at baycare.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please also remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other BayCare podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole. 